0: you gotta have a concept you have a great concept you guys are doing it man and it's a it's an honor for me to just be you know a small rock man in your mountain i'm gonna pop a top in your honor mr doc walker blessed us with his presence and now we want
1: to welcome in our next special guest, Haley Skarupa. She's a three-time world champion in women's ice hockey and most recently won Olympic gold with Team USA. The Caps Stadium Series is definitely my favorite, obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring you know our gold medals to, to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area and you could feel that there at that game
0: welcome to sports on the hill podcast hashtag dc sports without the politics with carol and robbie on true radio network Overtime, and then who would have knows what have happened. Fitzpatrick came in, definitely gave him a spark. But at the end of the day, Redskins prevails 17-16. Robbie, what are your initial takes of this game that we just witnessed?
1: I'm excited that we got a win. I'm not sure it would have been a win against any other team, but uh, it was definitely uh, an interesting game. Uh, Fitzpatrick comes in and just uh, has one of his impressive you know, things. Yeah, going but uh, I don't know just we're lucky they went for two there because I'm scared if that goes to overtime we might not come out of that with a victory uh, so I'm happy we're able to blow up that play and uh, so uh, it was frustrating that we let them get back into it. Uh, um,
2: my, my initial thoughts were um, the defense showed up to play they definitely showed up to play, but the problem is, again, this, this uh, any football game is 60 minutes. And the defense played well for maybe about 40 or 45 of those minutes. And then all of a sudden, Fitzpatrick came in, and suddenly the defense didn't know how to play defense. And they let the Dolphins get back into this game. So, But outside of the fact that Fitzmagic was able to come in and do what he did, the defense managed five sacks on Josh Rosen. One of those sacks was basically all Josh Rosen because he held onto the ball way too long and allowed the uh, allowed the D. live to get in there and just take him down. Uh, so, he mad, they managed to get five sacks. They also managed to get two interceptions. So, they got two turnovers off of this Dolphins offense. They got two takeaways from this Dolphins offense, including a, an amazing interception from uh, Josh Harvey Clements. Well, Sean Deion Hamilton, I should say, which is amazing. I mean, he jumped in there and caught that ball like he was a freaking wide receiver, taking the ball away from the defender. Um, offensively, they ran the ball, and it, it opened things up. Scary Terry was able to get 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Um, AP was able to run for 100 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Um, and, I mean, the offense definitely had a different look to it. It was, a slow, it was a slow burn. It was a slow burn. But in the end, running the football was able to dictate the pace of the game and keep the Redskins in control of the game for most of the game. If I can recall correctly, I don't think the Redskins ever trailed in this game. At all. Yes. Uh, yeah, not
1: obviously. Yeah,
2: so, and part of that is running the football and controlling the pace of the game. Wearing down the defense. See, Miami couldn't do that. They couldn't run the football. They weren't very successful running the football, so they had to go to the air, which is why they had to go to Fitz, Fitzpatrick because Rosen is just not there to be able to put, put, on, put the game and the team on his shoulders to be able to lead them to, to
0: victory. And Fitzpatrick almost did it. Well, we've seen what Fitzpatrick does when he comes off the bench because nine times out of ten, the team has a game plan for him, and he comes in and, you know, he makes something happen. I'm still not understanding why they're lining up five to eight yards off of the receivers on the third and seven, third and eight. Um, We saw some wrinkles in the defense early in the game. Uh, They weren't getting home on some of the blitzes, so I know that's why he backed off on them in the second half and wasn't as aggressive, which I totally understand, but uh, there were plays to be made that unfortunately wasn't. Fitzpatrick came in. Whenever you get a veteran quarterback like that coming in off the bench, you know, like I said, the team hadn't game plan for him, so He's a better quarterback than Rosen. So, when he was able to pick apart the defense, it's because he saw things and had more confidence in in his ability to, you know, fit it into a window, and as they were saying, throwing the receivers open. And that's what he was doing, and he was uh, just taking advantage of what was there. Uh, Luckily, you know, things went awry with the two-point conversion, because uh, that would have definitely, yeah, that would have sucked that they would have been able to get a victory after the Redskins led for that long, and had such a good game plan. Unfortunately, it didn't uh, go all the way through. This team still has work to do. As I said, I'm not saying this team is going to go off some playoff run and yada, yada, yada. I'm just saying you're going to see a better product on the field. And honestly, besides the penalties that we're definitely going to talk about because uh, some of those calls, especially to start the game, were imaginary where you even had the commentators on the television saying that. I didn't see a penalty on that play, so like I said, I'm never going to blame the refs, but some of these calls, is really starting to get ridiculous, like as soon as the Redskins touch the ball, they just feel the need to throw a flag, but then you have a offensive lineman on the other line clearly holding up under the, the uh, defender's shoulder pads, and nothing is called, but they see every penalty the Redskins do, which is, you know, it is what it is. They missed a roughing the kicker call
2: on Tress. Dude came in and literally shoulder block trust after he kicked the ball, no flag was thrown at all. But there's there's a question on on the, in the comments from uh Mark
0: Moore asking what did you think of the play caller? Uh I like the different formations. I wasn't happy with the third and two lining up in shotgun, but like I mentioned, they were down tight end. So I understand, you know, trying to do something different, but sometimes you gotta at least try to run the ball on third and short. Instead of conceding that you're going to throw the ball and you know and that Miami's going to send a six-seven man blitz, which gives you, you know, less likelihood to make it happen, than you have Case Keenum, well, who had a decent game numbers-wise. He you was know, nothing's going to jump out at you. Uh, 13 for 25, 166 yards, two touchdowns. He was efficient. He didn't turn the ball over. He had a couple of bonehead plays, which is Case Keenum. That's what you're going to get. That last play when he was running around like he was playing Madden and shit, I don't know what that was. Right. Luckily, and they, it luckily, it didn't hurt the team or hurt himself. So, I mean, as the first game, with them getting a new coach and a new philosophy and game plan and the way they're preparing for the first week, I can't be too mad. It was a victory. They ran the ball, which we've been begging for. They let AP get in there, 23 carries. I mean, what more could we ask for? I mean, we could ask for a better 60-minute game, but I mean, hey, got to start somewhere. We got we got three quarters of a game this week. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll get a full game. So it's progression. Mark got another question.
2: Why does Norman line up and give the receiver the inside on that touchdown? I don't get it at all. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> I'm not understanding here. The, the the I don't know if he's taking chances or if he's deciding to change up on him. What he decides. But, yeah, him having – he's always doing outside leverage. And I think that the quarterbacks in the league are noticing that, and that's why you see him getting beat on more slants because he's deciding to play that way. I'm not sure if that's the way it's designed or if he's doing that. Maybe I'll try to reach out to Diane and get her that question. That's a good question, Mark, because that is something I want to know also.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of great comments, so keep them coming. We have it up here, over here on the chat. And uh, you know, Brian thinks it's a pathetic win and don't <laughs> overanalyze it. And then other than scary, Terry didn't think anything was good. He also thinks that they give up 175 rushing yards. We were under that, so I was having a good rushing game with more to do with that. You know, those are some.
0: Yeah, it's about it. True. Yeah. We can go over the stats real quick since Brian wanted to go ahead and throw some of them out there. Right. Appreciate it, Brian. You yes. always keep it real. Yeah. Uh, 13 first downs, 2 for 11 on third down conversions, 146 rushing yards, 166 passing yards for 300 total yards, 312 total yards, five sacks for 30 yards, and they didn't give up any sacks. So you got to give the offensive line some credit with the game plan that they didn't – case didn't get sacked. So – we couldn't say that before. I think part of that is the running game.
2: Part of that is the running game. Like you don't want to try to blitz if they're running very well and over pursuit thinking
0: they might hand the ball off. So it kind of keeps the uh, the defense on the heels. Also had seven punts, which it's been like average for this team because the inconsistency of the offense, but Tressway, as I always say, the MVP of the team always consistent, always doing the damn thing, always putting the team in a good position, flipping the field position, doing what he got to do when he comes in. Uh, six penalties for 56 yards, we already talked about the penalties. I don't even want to talk about it no more. It's a victory Monday, so I'm not going to dwell on the negative right now. Uh, time of possession, Redskins had the ball for 27 minutes and uh, 15 seconds. The Dolphins had it for 32 minutes and 45, uh, for 45 seconds. So, I mean, they won the time of possession, but the Redskins with the same offensive line that was looking porous and Looking like they couldn't get out their own way early in the season. Bill Callahan had these guys prepared. They went out there, ran the ball, controlled the line of scrimmage, and set themselves up for a victory. Unfortunately, had to come down to a missed two-point conversion, but it's the victory no less. That's all that matters. Yeah,
1: so uh, Mark Moore put out that the Jets just took a 7-0 lead over Dallas, so we could always dream. (laughs) and then he said the trust is going to the Pro Bowl and I responded that uh, their punter was pretty good too. Yeah, um you good. know, I, that was a pretty great um punt where they got it down on the R one yard line. So it was a battle of two pretty good punters uh in this game today. Um Brad like, Bingham
2: Brad Bingham is just like bringing the heat, yo. <laughs> he just said he said going for a fifty-five yard field but a fourteen points in the fourth quarter. Was stupid. Well, hold just on, play on, the hold field on. position hold at that on, point. He
0: said it was stupid. All right, all right. Stupid. I know where this is coming from. This is my good friend Brian Brigham, who's a Dodgers fan. <laughs> oh, and so he's salty he saw because we beat him. He's, he's, oh, he's a Dodgers fan, and he was dog? talking so much trash <laughs> before <laughs> the game, w, before baby. the series. So Brian, I understand. I'm not even going. to. I'm, I'm just. I, I, I understand. <laughs> You're sitting at home. You see the Nats with a 2-0 lead coming home. The possibility of two games of going to the World Series, where you guys thought you were going to be. Don't try to <laughs> don't try to rain on the parade of a great DC sports weekend. Victory Monday, DC sports. You can't do it, Brian. I'm not going to allow you to rain on the parade of a Victory well, how Monday. About, how about this one
2: from Mark Stewart? Shout out, Mark Stewart. Paul Richardson needs to be benched with Trey Quinn. Start
0: Steven Sims, give Cam Sims a shot, and see who's better, him or Paul. After that performance today by Paul Richardson, I cannot argue that. He looks like he wasn't in sync with Case at all. Looked like he was not interested at some points in the game. So I don't know what it is because McLaurin getting the shine right now. He's, you know, I don't know about his, you know, personality. I don't know if that's in his personality. I don't know. I'm not saying that's what it is, but. It didn't seem like he wanted to He misran routes you didn't see him going after the ball like the fight that we've seen out of him before I don't know if it's not if he's not 100% healthy I don't I don't know what it is but yeah he's definitely going to step it up especially with Sims playing the way he has being a spark and they did uh, make uh, the other Sims inactive so and it's next man up especially when you know where you are at one and five and you pretty much playing for, you know, respect of yourself, you're not really playing for the playoffs So you're playing for, in essence, a job next year. So, Brian Brian did bring up a positive that the whole line did look better this week. <laughs> so. Hey, thanks, Brian. I mean, <laughs> you got an old school coach that's going to do things the fundamental way, which is running the ball in time possession. You know, AP had a good day. You know, he started out slow, slow. I know folks is probably saying, why are you running the ball with him, yada, yada, yada. But he started breaking them off, started getting bigger ones. He started, you know, he's running the ball well. We never saw that because in all the games he played, it, he got no more than 10 carries. He got 23 this one and he put up 118. I mean, it speaks for itself. When this team runs the ball 20-plus times, they're generally successful because they're controlling the line of scrimmage. They're controlling the clock. And they're dictating the pace of the game.
2: So, So,
0: Fox has just showed a graphic of
2: A.J. Peterson's day. We already mentioned his stats. But they said his longest rush of the day was 25 yards, which is a season high. Which, again, goes to how well the line worked and then how well Peterson worked once he was able to get into the next level. So, I mean, again, this is the thing that our our ex-coach, whose name we will not mention here, (laughs) failed to understand.
0: That bastard.
2: No bullshit,
1: CP3. man. Like we was listening to CP3 earlier. I mean, Carroll's <laughs> wanted this guy for over
2: a year, and like oh, he's like, wanted he's yeah. wanted Bill Carroll, Bill, Bill Callahan, Callahan as the head coach for two years. Yeah, and he only finally made six. got him, and he got a victory, and he
0: did it the way it should have been done. I'm Run just, the damn ball. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm not psychic. I just know a little bit, man. It's, I, it's
1: how many of them would have won. Five games. I think
0: we would at least two. We could have won. won the two out of three, like we said, at yeah. least. Maybe even three. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, we can't dwell on the past. We're going to keep looking forward. Also got to yeah. mention the defense. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Landon Collins balled out today. He was playing. Uh, Ball hawk. Boy. Was all over the place. Got a sack. He was in on some key tackles. Made some key deflections. You know, he got beat on one play. But like we just said, everybody gets beat in the NFL. It happens. But Collins did his thing. Uh, Sweat, he had a very impressive game. He had a pass reflection, almost had a sack, caused some havoc back in the backfield. I saw Minuski switching him up a little bit. I wish he would move Kerrigan and Sweat around a little bit more, line him up over the guard, the center. But, you know, it is what it is. The defense came out, played well. It was against a Miami team with a sorry quarterback that brought in a veteran quarterback that picked apart the defense a little bit. But, as I said, they didn't game plan for him. They were playing more Prevent ish type defense, even though they weren't playing prevent. They weren't really being aggressive, but they were trying not to lose instead of trying to win. We've seen how that goes. But all in all, the defense, I can say I like what I saw for, as Ken said, about three quarters of the game. He had a quarter where, yeah.
2: I'll definitely give the defense a B on this day.
0: They managed
2: to uh, sack Rosen five times, they managed to takeaways, and they caused a lot of havoc with frozen before Fitzmagic magic came in there and it was almost like he was untouchable um so i definitely get the defensive beat uh i was definitely i definitely saw the replay of the touchdown with uh Devontae parker and um and and norman did play him outside and he just cut inside and fitz magic being a 15-year vet saw it immediately and knew exactly where to put the ball at I mean Norman was there but it was too late at that point and he just put it into a nice tight window. So I mean that's one of those situations like can you fault the DB for the way he played it or you just gotta understand that he did it the best he could and, and the quarterback was able to put a good ball on there. Um, there was one play where Norman did get like allow a play to happen in front of him because he played back too far and he was able to come up and make a tackle, and then the very next play, he man, he, he pressed up on him. So it was like, okay, now he's pressing up on him. Let him press up more. That's my that's my assessment with, with Norman. We said you said this, I think, I don't know if you said this on the free game or offline, we were just hanging out. But Josh Norman, you said it, CP3, is a man press DB. He needs to be up on the DB. Press him at the line and bump him off his route, and that's where he's effective at. He's not effective playing back five to ten yards and playing up, things like that. He's not there anymore. So, when you said
0: that. I, yeah, I don't I don't understand why they do play that five-man, five yards off. But, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully they adjusted and let let them play the way they need to play. Because in the first half, they were lights out. They was on top of everything. They they held him down, even like I said, it is Miami with a bad quarterback, so they you know, they were made look a little bit better because his holding on to the ball too long and being indecisive when they were mixing things up, but you stopped mixing things up. So Maneski has to continue to make adjustments. We we'll talk about that. How would they make adjustments throughout the game? And unfortunately it didn't adjust in a positive way that we had hoped. But so I
1: definitely think that uh the Dolphins started off slowly because the reads weren't being made fast enough and he seemed to be able to make the reads at a much quicker rate. I'm I'm for one happy he didn't start the game, but I, I just do wonder if that could have changed
2: things.
0: Uh well if they'd have known he would have started it with a game plan for him differently. <laughs> yes. I know. That was yeah. I
2: was getting ready yeah. to say that, like if they if he'd have been the one to start instead of Rosen, they'd have game plan for him they let it. us know. No yeah. so they would have they wouldn't we would know. I don't,
0: I don't well, know. Well I mean <laughs> You could do that, but then it, it would be hard because you get reporters reporting everything, and they get to see practice. And uh,
1: that I don't know. Off too. Yeah, yeah, I mean
0: that is something you know Belichick would do. You know? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean that's a possibility. But if he would have started, I mean it's possible. I mean you got the veteran. The defense has been lacking in some aspects. Like I said, they were uh, they were uh, pr- getting pressure, but they weren't necessarily getting home. Luckily, like we said, with a. I ain't going to say rookie quarterback, but in essence, a rookie quarterback out there, he uh, just didn't have it. That's how he got pulled. If they'd have started Fitzpatrick, it definitely would have been a different game. Definitely would have been a different game. I I think
2: think so, too. I think it would have been a different game. But I mean, bottom line is we, we can't look at what else. Right no, I'm you happy know. with what. I just we, hit, we look at what happened now, and basically what happened made now is that. When I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I mean, so when I, he, saw that beard, <laughs> soon as I saw that beard, I said, "Son of yeah, a bitch."
1: And I, I went to college, and I had to see him in college win the championship in the Ivy League, and the Ivy League's a totally different world. But like, I got to see him up close, and yeah, he's he does have those really good sparks, I and mean, he was Player of the Year in that league for a reason. I mean,
0: God damn, Brittany. Brittany fuck, <laughs> Yo, Brittany. <laughs> I just saw Brittany. I'm like <laughs> Yo <laughs> Can we just, just accept ha- the victory Yo, and just be happy she that said, they're not nah, she zero said, and five she said, or zero fuck and six. All that. She said this team is trash and <laughs> 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 no one should be feeling good about this Brittany, brand. I understand. Damn, I know. Baby. I know how you feel. God. I I feel your pain. Baby That's stuff. why I oh. want you to come down here. You say you were gonna come down. And I'll let you vent on the post game. You can bring all your folks down here, and we can vent. Like I said, we down here. Martini 725. Katie drive down here. Fort Washington. Come on down. We got the games on. We got food. We got drink specials. We got wings. We got. Wings we are got amazing. Wings. wings are really really good. Y'all yeah, need to come on down, man. Check it out. Yeah, man. But uh, Brittany, That's I know. Drinks. I know, I know. Beer's we're trying to. Cold too. We're trying to have a silver lining in this dark cloud of a redskin season. I know you're tired of it. I know your frustration. We talk about it all the time. But God damn, she's still going! <laughs>
2: They I haven't even fucked. scrolled
0: up yet. No, well, we, cannot. we can't accept it. <laughs> they should
2: be <laughs> fucking ashamed. Hey Brittany. hey Brittany. Listen, hey,
0: that's,
2: listen. That's, listen. Hey baby. Ba- baby girl.
0: Listen. listen. Hey Brian, you're right. Brittany has a, a, a definite passion for this team and And I understand that. I understand
2: Adrian, that, Brittany. Too. I understand that. I get it. Oh, you you, you, you <laughs> I trust me, I'm looking at this game and I'm just like, what in the hell is <laughs> happening? Okay. <laughs> I, I was about to make a point until so I just saw that Dak Prescott went down and he's my quarterback until oh, my fantasy oh, league. You no. better get your ass back in that game, son. Anyway, Brittany, oh, I understand boy. your frustration. I get it. Listen, I've been a Redskins fan since the late 80s. I remember our last Super Bowl win. I've been a fan and wearing these colors through all the bad years.
0: But, You're God damn it,
2: I'm going to savor this ugly-ass win... For all that it's worth.
0: And we're not gonna repeat your last time uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no, hey,
2: hey Brittany, you, you gotta relax. You gotta relax. We can't, we're not, we're not that, that we're not that fan base. No. Leave that to the, to the Eagles fans has the no cut fans. Yeah. Leave that to the Eagles fans to say what you just said. No, you yeah, we don't, we don't know do who that. we're
0: talking about and you're on Facebook. Brittany Donald, she's been on Unscripted with Bruce Johnson, talking candidly about the Redskins. She's saying stuff on here that she could not say on regular <laughs> television, and we can't mention some of the stuff. You can go check out the Facebook Live feed, yeah. We're not YouTube repeating that. Feed, you gotta relax and check out the comments on the, the fuck Facebook Live get feed. Us canceled. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not repeating that, Brittany. We cannot do that. We're a family friendly show. Well, for the most part, we're a family friendly show. We're Sometimes. not family friendly. We're just not gonna repeat that bullshit.
2: <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You gonna that fuck that around? Get too. us canceled. Anyway. Yeah, that too.
0: But uh, it was definitely uh, good to see a victory. You know, like I said, there's not too much to hang that hat on. But My wrong, hey, our wrong opinions, OK. Is we know that they wanted, this is a development in an NFL game, so you can see what talent you have, and then actually evaluate it. So then we can know what this team is, and then maybe, just maybe get a team identity. Remember all of those times when I said that we had no identity as a team? When that other guy was here? Now we're going to see what this team's identity is. Is it going to be a defensive team? Is it going to be a ball control, running the ball team? What is it going to be with the talent that's on this team? It's only one way to find out. Put them out there in a position to win, and then let the chips fall where they may. Then you know where you are, what you need to address, and who needs to go and who needs to stay. That's the only way we're going to know. This isn't mad. This isn't fantasy football where you can just build a team, go out there and watch them do something. Go teams go. No, it don't work like that. It steps to it. You got to build a foundation. You got to get chemistry. Players got to learn each other. The coach has to learn the players. Kevin O'Connell is going to be key in this run, getting experience, learning this offense along with these players because you got a star in McLaurin coming up. Can I, can I just jump in real quick? Go ahead. Brittany just spoke on it. First off, she
2: said it's all love. We get it. It's all love. All that. <laughs> we know that, Brittany. Right. You know that. That if we want to figure out the rest as I did we should put Haskins in. Let me tell you why that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Okay. For the first five games of this season, well now six, as well as the all the preseason and everything like that, our ex-coach did nothing to prepare this young man for the NFL. And it showed in that Giants game. This kid is not ready for this. He's not. And all you're gonna do is damage him. Damages development and damage his potential to have a pretty good career in the NFL by thrusting him out here now. He's a rookie. He needs a year. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick
0: Mahomes sat for, what, a year and a half? and Dimes got dropped. <laughs> why would you put your rookie quarterback who hasn't taken any first rep snaps, who is still basically a cottage player, why would you put him out there in a no-win situation when you know you already outmanned, outgunned, and outsmarted by the coach? And then put him in a situation, yeah, he's going to learn, but at what cost, at what damage. Let this team get an identity first. He's going to get into the game. This season is pretty much written off. He's going to get into the game later in the season. The offensive line is getting itself together. They didn't give up any sacks. Now you want to start building on that so when he does get in the game, he won't get killed when he's out there and then let him learn the offense more and get first-team reps. I do have to say, I do want to see him
1: at some point this season. I, you know, I, I, For a couple of games, oh, we're I definitely we have to see know it. what we got with him. Because there's other really good quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. and you know, depending
0: on how low you know, we go, well, there's you know, no reason why not to get another. No reason why not to get another. Right. Just no. like we did with RG3 and Kirk. Right. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out the right way. So I think
1: you still got to know what you have with him. Oh yeah, I, definitely. at some point. Oh so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's mean, going to get into the game. I, but I definitely think that he needs a couple more weeks, and I agree. The offensive line needs some time to gel. I mean, this is the
2: first week we've seen
1: them, and I want to see that offensive line against a team that's not Miami. Yeah,
2: like, yeah, keep it going. But well, they're gonna find yeah. out next week against San Fran though. Yeah. Oh boy. And San Frans been San is a completely different team than they were last year. So that's they better be
0: ready for that. They better be ready for that smoke. But that's what happens when you have a coach that knows the identity of his team and he builds around that. I was watching, you know, a little bit of the 49ers game, well, it was a Thursday night football? The Monday night the last time they were on. Anna's a big fan, I believe Anna said yeah, she's coming Monday, down next yeah. week. So Anna said she's gonna come down for the 49 game. So I got a feeling she's gonna be real happy with the outcome because they look like they're playing some good ball. They uh they happy, they having fun, they playing ball, and that's basically what it comes down to. Everybody talks about this and that, but when you're in a toxic environment with a bad coach doing stupid things, it, it drains the morality of your the morale of your team. And it's hard to win in any situation. And everyone complains about the GM and the owner. You could have had the best GM in the world, you could have had the best owner in the world, but with a a, a dumb head coach, it still wouldn't have came together. As we're seeing with the Nationals, as we saw with the Capitals on their playoff standing cup run. It all comes together when the coach understands the team and they feed off each other. There wasn't that. You got a coach throwing your players under the bus, making snide comments and, and saying stuff in the press about the players he's supposed to be developing and making better players. What sense does that make? How are they going to trust that coach? How are they going to build a rapport and trust that he's going to have their best interests at heart when he's in the press throwing throwing shade at him? So now you have a coach that handles things the way it's supposed to be done, taking things back old school, running wind sprints at the end of practice, no cell phones in practice, taking things back to the basics. Now you get all the distractions, all the other noise out of it. Now you can concentrate on football. We saw that for three quarters. That's better than we've seen so far this season. So you yeah, look at it as some improvement, even though it's a moral victory along with the Victory Monday, even though some folks, Brittany, don't want to accept it. Yeah, but, Brittany
2: is saying, I mean, I like her, her analogy victory. there. Smartest kid on a
0: short bus. That's
2: a pretty good analogy because, I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Hey, we, at least we, he got on the damn bus. He could be outside licking the lamppost. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, but, I mean, I get the analogy, and I understand it. Like, trust me, I mean, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna look back on this win and we went over uh, a pretty, pretty long time. schedule, doesn't
0: get any easier. Like I said, we got the 49ers coming in, who I think are <laughs> undefeated, I believe. Hey, we barely won, but it's a win, Brittany. That that's all I'm trying to say. That's all that, if it was a half a point be that we're not owing six and lost to the Lowly Dolphins. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, that could have happened. That could have happened. Play away. It could have <laughs> happened, but it didn't. So we're not in that reality. So even though we're gonna get trolled for just beating the Dolphins. At least we're not getting trolled for losing to the dogs. Yeah. yeah, right now the 49ers are undefeated. They're currently facing the L.A.
2: Rams, and the score is tied right now. I uh, believe I saw a graphic on Fox during the pregame and said this is the first time that these two teams are meeting against each other when both teams have a winning record. So that says a lot.
0: That says a lot. i tell bro. you how the league has changed, man. You know, yeah. you get a hot coordinator slash coach McVay who used to be here and a lot of draft picks and – a front office that finally gets things together and you make a run to the Super Bowl.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not saying that's going to happen here. That's why. No, Robbie just said it. They're both head coached by former Redskins offensive coordinators. And you know, then we can throw Matt Lafleur the out there. Who's coaching Green Bay to what? Three and one, four and one right now. <laughs> I believe so. When you have an egomaniac coach running folks out of town because they have more knowledge than him, that's what happens. Other teams get better, and you stay where you are. So I mean.
2: It is what it is. We're
0: not going to do it in the past. We are where we are. Hopefully things get better. We still don't know the status of Trent. I don't even want to open that can of worms. I know Brittany going to go off on that too. So I'm going to that and one. Is. Packers, Packers of 4-1. So, I mean, it is what it is. Now we have an old school coach with a young up-and-coming offensive coordinator. I like some of the formations. Like I said, I didn't like some of the philosophies that I saw. Hopefully Callahan can rub some of that stuff off on him because when Callahan was coaching, he had a more balanced offense and his offense rushing and passing offense were in the top five <clears throat> when he was the head coach of open as we see rushing 146 passing 166. not impressive numbers but balance balance, balance. that's what it's about and you got to have it and then you can take chances as we saw when clearing in the you know 30 yard touchdown that was because they were running the ball they had to bring the man down to the box because the ap was getting going he runs a beautiful route and turns his man inside out, makes a beautiful catch, and got me points in fantasy football.
2: Yes. And speaking of fantasy football, all I got to say is, if you didn't start this man in fantasy football this week, I'm very sure you're kicking yourself. All I got
0: to say is this. Stefan hey. Stephon, yeah, I got, I got to check my. Stephon, yeah. <laughs> I think he put up like forty six for me, so yeah, and then McLaren put up like twenty for me, so twenty plus, so yeah, it was a good day. Maybe I can finally get off of the snide. Brazos got their first victory, maybe I can get my first victory in fantasy football. I took over the team. I didn't build the team. I'm just somebody chumped out, so I'm taking over. But uh. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to really wrap up about? this? We got game? so
1: much. We can break it all down tomorrow we got,
0: Yeah, we got you got an hour and a half tomorrow, so yeah,
1: so like if anyone's uh, missed it We're gonna start at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Uh,
0: it will be a victory Monday. We'll start
1: off uh, with our uh, Capitals coverage will be a live capitals game uh, playing against the Avalanche and Burakovsky uh, And so that'll be live going on. We'll also talk about the big Dallas Stars victory uh, then we'll talk about the big Mystics win. Uh, we'll also talk about this uh, Redskins victory Monday. And then uh, the last uh, bit of the show, we'll preview uh, the big game, the game three for the Nationals. Uh, they will talk about the last two games in this series, and also maybe break down a little bit of the Dodgers one. Uh, what a great—I can't believe they've won two games in the uh, championship series. Got a lot more to talk about next uh, tomorrow yeah. on Sports in the Hill podcast.
0: No doubt, no doubt. It's definitely— uh Good to see DC teams winning, Mystics did it all. We talked about it, we've been covering them, unlike most DC sports media who latched on once they made it to the finals. We've been covering them since last year's finals when they you know, came up a little short. They finally got over that hump. Got the Nationals finally exercising the demon of getting out of the first round of the playoffs, on the verge of possibly making a World Series appearance, and who knows where it goes after that. But uh, good things are happening. The Capitals you know, finding their way with new players, Second year, Coach Reardon trying to figure things out still. We saw Davey Martinez, you know, last year. I was super critical. He was making not-so-wise decisions. racist. Yeah, he did say I was racist. And I told him I was not racist. Yeah, we missed GOP, baby. We talk about him, love him, miss him every day. But uh, Martinez turned it around and put the article out there a couple of weeks ago. He should be candidate for manager of the year, even though it's mostly based off the regular season. But he's pushed all the right buttons in these playoffs. Besides a couple of hiccups here and there, that man has been on point doing everything he's done with them so far. Hopefully, we'll do a free game and uh, sit back, watch another victory, and uh, get one game closer to the World Series for this team, which would be huge. I wish we, I hope and wish we can, I'm going to have to reach out to some of the folks that say they got connections. Because if I can get a ticket to a World Series game, oh yeah, I'm going to talk some trash. Mm -hmm.
2: And real quick. Just go, got to get my plug in real quick. Um, no spots podcast every Friday night at 10 p.m. Right on the True Radio Network this coming Friday. Of course, we're going to be looking back at everything from Raw with the second half of the WWE draft, see who gets drafted. I've already predicted that Seth Rollins is going to move to SmackDown to continue to be with Bray Wyatt. People are saying I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. But remember I said that, Word with Brian Carr, Whoa, big you, hurt.
0: When did they beef with Bray Wyatt? When did they happen?
2: What did I miss? We'll, we'll talk about it offline. There's a lot to yeah, it. Though. I ain't seen wrestling. The yeah, the weeks. there's a lot that's going on there. But Dang. we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. And then in the second hour, we're going to look back, and we're going to do a what-if segment. Fuse that should have happened. We're going to look back at some superstars that were in the WWE and some fuse that could have happened that didn't happen. So, myself and Sip Lord and uh, hopefully Donnie. I mean, my, Donnie's been dealing with some personal matters, so, but hopefully he'll be back in time to be able to talk with us on that one. So, this Friday, 10 p.m. after SmackDown, going to Radio Network. That's awesome. And Grant Green said, go Caps. A great win last night for our
1: boys, yes. We talked about it in the pregame show. Uh, first win since 95, but definitely, uh, at least in regulation. Snap's the longest point streak that a home team has had over an opponent. Uh, in, uh, in the current NHL. So that's good. I'm happy we got that off the bar back. So we'll break that all down uh, in that first block at 6 o'clock with Anna as well. So,
2: uh live- also, also, real quick, the Wizards are also playing tonight. They have a preseason game at home against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they've actually been playing really well in the preseason. Uh, Ruri uh, Hashimura. M- M- I, I'm, I'm gonna learn. I even
0: tried. I'm
2: gonna learn how to pronounce that kid's name because that kid is nice. Yeah. Not only that, but also I think that the Wizards have some three point shooters on this team because when they were playing the Knicks the other night at MSG, they were shooting the lights out from three point land. So I think that this team is definitely going. To be, it's going to be a definitely a different team. It's going to be Brad's team this year with Wall being out most of the season, recovering from Achilles uh, surgery. But I think this is a team that can definitely win at least 50 games this year with the, with what they have, definitely.
1: Uh, we got a lot more to cover coming up soon. So, again, no spots podcast. Uh, that's on Fridays. You'll catch us at an t- earlier time, 6 o'clock on this Monday. We're usually at 7. But uh, we hope that you guys all have a
2: great uh, Sunday and a victory Monday, and we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Hello. you. Uh,